From the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild, comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly. I got to say, love the name Max. That's my my puppy dog's (laughs) name. Uh, Who have just recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs. It actually makes learning pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I listened to this with my son, and it was so fun to listen to. I loved how modern it was with a cool ant that they really dug, and like they dealt with bullies. Uh, My son also enjoyed all the math involved. Like He thought it was really cool. Well, and I have to say, I love anything that brings learning and fun together for kids. I really, really wish that something like this was around for my teens when they were younger. We would have absolutely devoured this on our car trips. It would have been amazing. It's perfect for kids ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crown, for this Thursday Quicklin. And today we're talking about getting our families to help out more around the house. Because right now, and I want to ask you this question, how much are you doing at home? Are you doing all of the chores? Are you coordinating every single thing? Are you cleaning? Are you the one who sees a mess on the floor and it's no one else sees this, there's a mess on the floor and you go and clean it up? If this resonates with you, know that you're not alone and so many of us moms are right in the same boat. What I want to bring up with you today is that the reason that it might be so hard to get people in our homes to pick up after themselves and to help out with household chores is because, and brace yourself for this one, we might be hiding behind our own guilt and shame. And I want to let that sink in because so many times we know exactly what needs to be done, but we don't go full force in asking for it or even thinking that we're deserving of it being done by someone else. If you have the same thoughts in your head that go through mine, I always think of, oh man, it'll just be easier for me to take care of this or they're gonna be upset at me for asking them to stop doing what they're doing and take care of it or even I am slacking as a mom if I don't help my kids with this thing. And those are completely typical thoughts, but they're the thoughts that are holding us back from getting what we deserve. And we deserve more of our brain power back. We deserve more free time. And we're also, by asking this of our families and by expecting this of our families, we are teaching them how to be competent and confident. And when we're talking about our partners here, we are showing them how we want to be treated. It's hard. It's really hard. And if you hear me say those things right now, I want you to examine if there is guilt and shame involved 
in asking more of your family. So here we go. We're going to go into three steps right here to break through that guilt and shame and figure out if it's an issue. Because if it is an issue, that may be what is stopping you from delegating in your home. So number one, I want you to get really clear on what you want to happen. Do you want to never touch a single dirty dish again? Do you want to never take out the trash again? Never have to remind anyone to take out the trash again. Do you want your partner to handle all of the kids' medical appointments and not have that be on your shoulders anymore? What do you want? Because a lot of times if we don't know what we want, we cannot go full force in getting it. It is difficult to push past the conflict and that conflict is inevitable. Like it's gonna happen. There is no way around delegating that conflict will not come up. Know that it's normal. But if you don't know what you want, you cannot push through it. If you want an equal share or at least more of a share of household responsibilities being delegated between you and your partner, that is something that you're working towards. But if you're not clear You can't push through that. So I want to give you an example. I shared on social media a few weeks ago that we had to put my cat Koba to sleep. And it was it was a hard decision. He was 18 years old. I got him as a kitten and he was with me all the way from being in L.A. when I worked in the entertainment industry to having kids to getting married like everything that cat was with me. And I took it really hard. And at the same time, it was also a relief because he was suffering for quite a bit. Like he was a shell of a cat for quite a bit. Really skinny, not playing as much, didn't like to cuddle anymore. Like we knew his time was coming for a very long time. And so just this past Saturday, I was taking my daughter to get her haircut and it was right next to PetSmart. And we saw that there were cat and kitten adoptions happening. So we went in and we found this pair of cats. It was a black and white tuxedo cat, a kitten. They were both five months old and a black female cat. And these two cats reminded me of the two cats that my husband and I had when we first started dating. Like he had them first. He got them a month before he met me. And they were with us, Kaiser, our black and white male tuxedo. He was with us for 16 years. And uh, Verbal, unfortunately, the little black one, she got sick around eight years old. But these two kittens brought me back, like total nostalgia. And I filled out the application form and my kids and I went and played with them in that little room in PetSmart. And they were just lovely and so sweet and cute. And I'm thinking to myself, am I ready for a cat? Am I ready for this again? Because honestly, the last six months of Koba's life were real hard. Like he wasn't using the litter box. If you've had a senior cat, you know how horrible that is. Like using people's bedrooms, my son's bedroom in particular. And it was not great. It was not great. And there was litter tracked all over our house because he wasn't cleaning himself as much. And these past few weeks without that has been a relief. It's been a relief. And I'm not sure if I want to go into that yet. My husband, if I wanted these cats, he would totally be fine with them. He'd be fine. But I don't know if I want them. And so 
I almost want other people to make the decision for me. And maybe you're in that situation right now with housework. For me, it's grief that I am dealing with, but these emotions can also come up in guilt and shame where you feel that you just want someone else to make that decision for you. You want them to step up and you want them to take their fair share of the housework and you just want it done so that it doesn't have to be on your lap anymore. And when we want that, we give up our power. We take away this sense of agency that we have in being able to be powerful and ask for what we want, and then work respectfully with other people so that their needs are met as well. But you won't even get into that if you don't know what you want. So I really want you to get clear on what you want. Just write it down as an exercise. Think about if you didn't have to feel guilty about anything, if you didn't feel ashamed of asking, if you felt in your whole heart that you deserve this, This is what I want you to write about. I want you to write about what you want and just fill some pages with it and figure out exactly how you want it to look in your house with the chores delegated to everybody. So that's the first one. Get clear on what you want. The second one is to realize the impact of your past experience when it's come to guilt and shame because a lot of our school system and our work environments are run on guilt and shame. It's used as a form of control. And I don't think that's any malintention from anybody, but I do believe that people just don't know their options for getting teams to work together or getting productivity out of people. So maybe you had a situation at work where you were in charge of a big project and you put your entire, like all your energy into this project. And then all of a sudden leadership changed something in the project. And so you went and you made those changes really fast and put the project out and it went to all these big people And then you realize that there's a mistake. That change that the leadership made wasn't made completely in all your details in the project. There's still a little detail in there that was with the old idea versus the new idea. And your boss brings you into their office and basically reams you out and said, how can you be so irresponsible? This has cost the company so much money. How could you do that? That is a tactic built to control people on guilt and shame. And that is what a lot of our society has worked on. So if you've had those experiences in school before, know that guilt and shame may be embedded in you already. It might be. Now, the other way to handle that situation is to look at it and be like, hey, look at this as a team. This detail slipped through. What can we put in place in the future that we will be able to check these more thoroughly? And I can tell you from experiencing this in No Guilt Mom, we make these mistakes as a team all the time. If something is left to an individual, we've learned that there are going to be mistakes in it. And it's just part of human nature. So to help alleviate some of those mistakes, we have most of our important 
pages and our important graphics go through and get checked by multiple people on our team so that it is a team effort. And do mistakes still get through? Of course they do, but not to the same extent. And it's not all on one person. We all have each other's backs. That is how I want your family to operate as. I want your family to operate as you all have each other's backs. It is not put on one person. It is the work that you are trying to get done to the best level possible instead of trying to blame one person to do their job better. So know that you have some past experience that may be impacting you in terms of that guilt and shame. And finally, and I'm speaking directly to you, listening in your car, listening on your headphones, I want you to hear this completely. You deserve the help. It should not be all on you. That is not fair. It is not part of the contract. I don't even remember signing this contract when we (laughs) became moms. You are not meant to be the household maid, the household driver, the household assistant, the household house manager. You are not meant to have all of those jobs. That is the job of the entire family. And if you are a stay-at-home mom who is feeling that guilt and shame about not being able to get everything done, know that in a perfect world, your job would be done by multiple people. So it is totally reasonable to be asking your partner to take on some more housework, especially when they get off work, if that is the situation you have right now. Because you work all day long. It doesn't matter that you're at home. You're working during that time, just as your partner is working during that time. And you both deserve your relaxation. If you are both relaxing right now at night, cool. You have a great partnership and arrangement going. But if you are still working while your partner's relaxing, that is something that you don't deserve. That is not part of your stay-at-home mom agreement. Just because you are at home doesn't mean that you have the capability to do everything required from home. So I want you to know, you deserve the help. You deserve this. I want you to be a powerful force. I don't want you to be the martyr of your family. I want you to be the model. I want you to be the example that your kids see of a fulfilled adult life. And I want you to use your power to help other people. And you use your power to help other people when you help yourself first. Because that's when your emotions are going to be joyous. That's when you're going to have the mental capacity to solve conflict and solve problems and to lead. And that's where we show our kids what a happy life looks like. So I want you to do that assignment I told you at the beginning. I want you to find out what you want in terms of what you want your household to look like, how you want it to be run, how you want the chores to be divided up. I want you to get very clear on that. And then let me know. Come on over to Instagram. I'm at No Guilt Mom. Let me know what you've delegated. And I can't wait to hear from you. So remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. And I'll talk to you later. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. 
I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, wherever you listen to podcasts.